You're listening to Solar Insiders, a fortnightly update on the ins and the outs of the solar industry and what it means for solar owners and industry. With Renew Economies editor Giles Parkinson and leading solar industry veteran Nigel Morris. Solar Insiders is brought to you by Clanergy, providers of innovative, high-quality solar solutions to the world. SunWiz, Australia's leading service provider to the solar and storage industry. And Solar Analytics, helping you get more from your solar, more confidence, more savings and more insights. Hello and welcome to this latest episode of the Solar Insiders podcast. My name is Giles Parkinson. I'm the editor of Renew Economy, along with One Step Off the Grid and the EV Focus the Driven. And joining me as usual is Nigel Morris from Solar Analytics. Nigel, how are you? It's been such a long time. It's been almost a month. It, it has. There's been a... It's been a gap in my life, Charles. It's, it's been a gap we've in been, everyone's lives, really, Nigel. Let's face it. Let's face it. We're sorry, <laughs> listeners. We're sorry. Giles has got international exploits uh, up the wazoo and stories to tell, which we'll hear all about. I do want to say to the listeners, though, the odd thing about this is we're using a different platform this week, which has video as well as uh, audio. And normally, Giles and I don't see each other, and it's so weird we had to turn the video off because we couldn't stand to look at each other while we were talking. Well, that's true. I look, I thought we always used this platform. Oh, dear me. Look, see, there you go. That's how far I am out of the loop. Um, And that's one of the problems with a fortnightly podcast. You miss one of them, and then it's a month gone. So um, an awful lot happens. And you've been sick. You've had had a good time in Europe. Yes, I got clobbered by um, the dreaded Lurgy um, while in France. Um, lost my phone over the side of a chateau. Um, it's 110, 110 metres down um, a cliff face. And look, I've got to say, just to show what an optimistic person I am, I actually went down to the bottom of the cliff and looked for it. Or I tried to get to the bottom of the cliff. Did you find it? Uh, no. No. <laughs> I didn't even get close. I mean, in the end, it was just like, you know, there was no way any invading army was going to get up that cliff or even get to a mobile phone. So, um oh, so there you go. So, oh, um, so that's um, the that's the downside of your travels. You've had some upsides too, though. It sounds like I've been watching and seeing some exciting stuff that you've been doing. Oh well, look, it's um, Nigel. I actually got to drive an electric semi trailer, um, which was pretty exciting. I've never driven a semi trailer in my life, but I hopped into an electric one, Volvo, um, and drove. I just look because I don't have a license. I just drove it around a test lap, and you know, like two kilometre lap, and um, but pretty amazing. Just sort of pulling forty four tons electric drivetrain um and it was fascinating just to see just the development in uh, we went to the um you know i mean i'd never thought in the what in the in any time in the world i would go to a trucking show let alone the biggest trucking show in the world and possibly one of the biggest sort of expositions in the world simply because trucks are big so you need a big space for it and it was just basically all electric and it was fascinating because I was there with some other trucking journalists who'd been trucking journalists for 40 years and like their eyes were like wide open. Um, just going, well, hang on, this used to be about horsepower and who were the biggest diesel engine and stuff like that. And it was nothing like that. It was all about going electric, battery electric. Some people f- thought it was going to be fuel cell hydrogen, but it was all about the new technologies. And you could hardly find a diesel truck or even anyone talking about a diesel truck in the whole place. It was quite remarkable. And, oh, um yeah, and everyone just really focused on cost efficiencies and uh, reduced pollution and reduced noise for the drivers and the consumers. 
it's fascinating coming to Europe and just sort of seeing how far advanced the thinking is. You know, they're talking about, you know, within a couple of years, just not allowing to have heavy duty trucks, you know, inside towns and villages and cities and inner city areas and things like that. We interviewed a guy who's going to turn his whole 35 truck fleet, they're all heavy duty trucks, mostly sort of shifting dirt from construction sites and stuff like that. That's all going to be electric within three years. You know, a quarter of it's already electric. And he just says, just the drivers just love it. And the the um, the local residents just love it. I mean, they've got one building site right in the centre of Oslo. And he said the only noise complaints came from the people, um, from the screams from the kindergarten nearby, because no one actually heard the electric tra- <laughs> the trucks doing their thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to drown the kiddies out there. No, exactly right, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but it's just really, and you just get a real sense, you just get this sense, you know, when you've got all these big car companies, oh, sorry, car companies, truck companies, just coming out there and just sort of say, um, you know, this is it, we're going electric, we're going to be ex-electric by 2025 or 2030 or 2035. And if you just think just how it's actually evolved from three years ago and the last time they had this conference when it was just basically all diesel and all horsepower, and now they're all talking about all electric, and you just think, well, how quickly that will happen. Um, it's remarkable and you know just getting back to some of the core things that we talk about they're all actually thinking about okay well what do you do with the batteries once it's been used by a truck for three years what do you put it out into a grid and um, where they have the charging stations it's going to be solar powered and it's going to interact with the grid and send stuff back through and you know they're just sort of thinking about the whole holistic um, thing we, we actually went with Volvo and, and they've got an energy company set up so basically what to do with secondhand batteries and um, and you know they'll be it'll be used on the grid. So really quite interesting and um, a bit of a wake up call. You just wish, gee, wouldn't it be great if some of the policymakers and some of the decision makers in Australia? I mean, we've got much better ones now in power, and particularly federal parliament, could just actually just sort of turn up and just sort of see this and just see how far. You know, this has been this has been led by industry. This has been led by the legacy industry. They've probably seen what's happened to the in- utility companies. They've seen what's happened in the car companies with Tesla. Um, and they're just saying we've got to we've got to stay ahead of this game, and you know, who knows who, who wins out in the end? But it's just it's pretty exciting to see. It is exciting to see, and 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 you know, although um, we've we've started off our um, our solar podcast talking about electric vehicles, the the connection between the two is you know ever closer, right? And 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 it's a perfect segue into. Um, the story that I had jammed right down at the bottom here, and I'm going to bring it up to the top because it really talks to all of this, and and that is the um, the acquisition of Sydney-based solar company Natural Solar um, by German startup One Comma Five. Now, how this relates is that One Comma Five described themselves as a, a group of entrepreneurs, managers, investors, product and digital experts. Um, who, who work for tech companies around the world. But what's interesting is it's partially owned by Porsche Ventures. And um, one of their founders was uh, Tesla's uh, European operations manager. Um, and, 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 and what 1,5, who are very, very new, uh, are, are doing is basically raising money to go out and buy entities around the world. They've already made several acquisitions. They made a, bought a Swedish company. They've bought Natural Solar in Sydney. And um, w- what they're doing is buying up all these companies to build this global uh, capacity uh, to deliver solar, electric vehicle charging, and storage. That's, that's the heart of it. 
um, mm. and um, you know, so you know, the world of solar EVs and storage is all one world, really. It's they're not disparate; they are very, very intri intricately connected. Um, congratulations to the team at Natural Solar for selling. Congratulations to One Comma Five for making a great acquisition, um, and and you know that 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 I think is setting the stage really nicely for what um, you know some of these big. Uh, very, very progressive uh, corporate entities that are starting to emerge, uh, 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 how they're seeing the world. They're seeing the world as one where, well, we need solar companies, EV um, uh, infrastructure companies and storage companies, and we need lots of them, and we're just going to accelerate the whole thing. Let's get going. And, and um, you know, word on the street is they've got $100 million to spend in Australia. Um, so, um, yeah, exciting stuff, exciting well, stuff. Let's get them with a great solar business podcast. Find out what they're up to. <laughs> I think we did do that. Yeah, look, it's, I mean, look, it's, it's fascinating to see um, those sort of car companies coming to the stationary um, storage um, business and, um, you know, the solar business. I mean, if you think about the trucks that we were driving, you know, they are 550 kilowatt hour batteries there. That's half a megawatt hour. Um, you know, they're a significant player. Mm. Um, once you start connecting those to the grid, and you've got a whole bunch of them all connecting to the grid, um, and of course, it's not just one-way traffic. There's going to be two-way traffic back into the grid as well. So they yep. all have to start thinking about that integration. So, yep. so you've got the car, you've got the transport companies coming into the sort of utility market, and you've got the utility companies thinking, "Holy crap! Um, we've got to start thinking really carefully about storage and EVs, as they have been." But you know yep. how that kind of unfolds, you know, in the in the in not just in the distant future in the near future is going to be um going to be pretty interesting yeah it is it is and and you know it's a testament here's here's a true funny story so um yeah my great dane uh pickles he's usually down here uh being annoying during the podcast um but uh it took him down i, to... I did not know you had a great dane called pickles how long yeah. do you think we'll be doing this podcast mr pickles <laughs> Mr. Pickles, a he's great often, Dane. Yeah, he's often sitting on the bed uh, alongside me down here in the dungeon. But uh, nonetheless, a true story that relates somehow to solar and storage and uh, everything else is uh, we took Mr. Pickles down for a bath the other day at the local uh, dog wash. And um, as we're getting him out of the car, a, a young couple were putting their dog into the car next to us. And um, they, were, they were friendly and we sort of did dog owner talk and then they closed the back door and I went hang on that's um that's a genesis that's one of those those new um uh EVs right and they went oh yeah that's right and we got chat 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 and talking and oh how do you like it and they showed me inside and talked about some of the features and talked about the range and as they were talking they were sort of uh, sadly they were mixing their facts up a little bit they'll get a bit confused about what the car could and couldn't do and then they admitted they'd only picked it up the day before and it was one of only allegedly two in Australia which subsequently turned out not to be true there's about 40 in the country I hear of the of that uh, particular Genesis model uh, which is a Hyundai I believe um, <clears throat> anyway they um, chat 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 and I said oh look a friend of mine just posted something about one of these and how they're pretty pretty new to the country do you mind if I get a photo and um, this very, very attractive young couple said, oh, absolutely. And they both struck a pose instantly. And I promptly took a photo of the back of the car and completely admitted them from the photo. And they, they had an odd look on their face. And I said, oh, great. Thanks a lot. Blah, blah, blah. And off we went. We went, I don't know. Those people look familiar. 
And um, anyway, we Googled them up, and sure enough, it turns out they were um, stars in uh, in uh, Byron Bay, uh, the miniseries. Uh, they were a couple of uh, very major influencers who'd been given this car uh, or trying, trying to work out how to get it back to Byron Bay, where they live. Uh, uh, so, buddies of yours, no doubt, uh, Giles, influences from Byron so. Bay. I don't think so. But my understanding is that no one actually in that Byron Bay's um, uh, uh, soap opera or whatever it is, or um, um, thing, um, we actually came from Byron Bay. I mean, they're all just sort of, you know. Um, they're yes. all from the Goldie, mate. They're all from the Goldie or somewhere else. Look, I actually remember holding up a placard and protesting against it. I was sort of standing up there on the beach going, no, we don't want Byron Bay. So, oh, um, yeah, no. It was I important. think you did very well. I think you did very well taking a picture of the car and not the people. So I think that's... Uh... <laughs> they were very they were very miffed and perplexed at why I didn't want to take their photo and why I took a photo just of their car and then walked off. But anyway, it was... Um... Yeah. But the moral it's, it's... of the story is... The moral of yeah. the story is, you know, we've got new models starting to appear. There's only 30 or 40 of these in the country. Very, very... Another very, very nice-looking car. Um, yeah. And, you know, we're at the point now in this technology where, you know, a couple of Byron Bay influencers are being, you know, being told, here, take this car, get it out into the world and tell people about it. Um, and bless them, they were lovely people. I don't mean to mock them, but we're out with the tech that, now, you know? Well, that, that's what, that, yeah, well, look, I've been on a couple of sort of test drives where, you know, the car companies often get the journalists in there and now just about all of them are having a day where they've got like, you know, They've got the um, the professional sort of car um, car sites and stuff like that who you know like lifting up bonnets and staring at them and going Ooh. and then they've got people sort of the transition people like me sort of you know thinking about sort of new new technologies and then they also have an influencer day so they have mm. a blogger out there and basically <laughs> and it's it's funny talking to them because it's like a completely different thing I mean they're sort of trying to sort of race through the sort of you know the the, uh, the countryside as quick as they can as some of the car the, the, the car specialists do it's all about stopping for photos and um, and <laughs> selfies and uh, yeah. a completely different thing so but look talking about models it's just quite fascinating I mean I've been to I've been to Sweden Norway and Germany and France and now in the UK and just seeing the number of electric vehicles on the road and just the variety all these things that we actually don't actually have I mean every time I pull up an EV charging spot you know there's a Volkswagen ID3 or an ID4 there's an MG5 there's um, various sort of sorts of BMWs and Audis and Mercedes and goodness knows what else mm. um, it's just it's just fascinating just to see all the different sort of cars and um, you know I'm just forever just going over and having a look at them. Oh, can I have a look inside or can I have a look at that and how's that going? And yeah, yeah. Some guy just bought his VW ID four two days ago and was trying to work out um you can see by the way he reversed in there, he'd never done it before. Um <laughs> I saw you got it do you get a drive in one of the IDs as well? I know, I, I I had a drive with the ID buzz. The buzz, the yes, the, the combi the, buzz. the, the modern we were one of the first the people not only were we the first people to drive a fully, you know, production series electric um, semi-trailer, we were one of the first people to drive the ID Buzz. So they're amazing. They're amazing. And they just come in. I mean, you can almost, it's like a Swiss army knife, you know. You've got ID Buzzers as sort of just sort of transporters. You've got ID Buzzers as um, cargo vans and all different things. There was one had a little cement mixer on the back. Another one had like a, like a little, you know, travelling restaurant type setup on the back. Uh, another one had like a camping and surfing type thing, which of course is the coolest part of it all. Yeah. And um, look, they're just fun to drive. It's just great to see, um, you know, and that yeah. sort of thing coming out as electric. But geez, they're not cheap though. 
Listeners, in case you've just tuned in, this is EV Insiders this week because we're so excited. <laughs> I'm going to get to solar. <laughs> well, you know, like us, like we've said already a couple of times, there, there's an intrinsic kind of connection between all of this. And it's a great segue to some of the conversations that have been going on in the market and what we can expect at All Energy because everyone I'm talking to in solar is talking about this transition. They're talking about, um, you know, um, anticipating the wave of EVs that, you know, we might not have them yet, but we can all smell it. We can smell it. It's coming really fast. And, and you know, the the um, demand for electric vehicle charger installations is growing. The interest, of course, is growing left, right and centre. Um, and, uh, and I'm sure this is going to be a huge topic of conversation and a huge focus at All Energy, which is only two weeks away. Um, it's, um, you know, I think it's clearly everyone I'm talking to, uh, is very, very hyped about it. It's, it's been several years since we've had, you know, the, the, uh, the ability to all travel freely. And, and, and so, you know, I think we're expecting, um, all reasonably expecting bumper crowds there. Um, um, uh, you know, off the top of my head, uh, you know, uh, I know the, um, a wise group, Australian women in solar energy have got a big event happening the day before, which is great. Um, great guest speakers, um, great opportunity to support um, a great group who are doing good things to progress um, the, the, the causes um, uh, for, for particularly the ladies in our industry. Um, what else is going on? We've got Kathleen's infamous breakfast on day two. Um, the champagne's lousy, according to Giles, but the coffee is good. And there is croissant, so it's a great way to get an, a good start to the... <laughs> To the event, he just got me to so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, breakfast champagne, something I didn't know about. Giles is revealing his error, uh, but the, but the breakfast is always a great way to kick off the conference. Uh, I've got a live podcast slot lined up um, with a really interesting um, uh, conversation that I reckon I'm going to have. I know I'm going to have actually with Rick Rizal. Um, um, we were chatting the other day uh, about his um, firm belief that we may have, in fact, reached peak solar in Australia. And Ooh, what does that mean? Peak solar? Well, well, you need to come to the podcast. Uh, well, I might to, have to. Uh, you'll have to come to the podcast. No, but, that, but, just, just, but just give us a hint about what that might mean. I mean what, is, what is peak solar? Well... The short version is for many years and, and, and going right back to the forecasting days that, that I used to do with Warwick when I was uh, doing consulting and forecasting, we kept looking at the penetration rates in Australia and going, well, by this year, you know, we'll have 30, 40, 50, 60% rooftop penetration and that it's going to peak there. There's going to be a natural peak in the market and then it's got to decline. And, you know, if it keeps accelerating at this rate or that rate, then, you know, they're just... just you know, uh, you, you can't sell solar to 100% of the rooftops, more than likely, for a whole variety of reasons. Um, so at what point do we reach this peak? And um, uh, Rick particularly is starting to see some trends emerging that suggest that we are getting very close to peak solar and that we oh. won't perhaps see the 300-odd thousand per year new solar systems going in because of a variety of reasons. And uh, so we're going to have a really good discussion about that and some of the trends that he's seeing um, that suggest that, you know, if we're not at peak solar, we're certainly very close for it. And what does that mean for solar businesses? Well, that's going to be pretty interesting because the anecdotal evidence is there's been, a, you know, yet, yet another sort of rush of interest to um, 
for inquiries for solar and um, and and storage, particularly with the recent um, price hikes and yet more forecasts apparently in the last week that um, I'm reading about from a distance about sort of you know a bit of um, some of the big utilities sort of warning of chaos and mayhem and things like that. Um, although you do take some of those predictions with a grain of salt, but once they're in the newspaper, once they're in the media, that causes a reaction. Um, it's actually interesting just being here in the UK and it's the same sort of thing, like the prices here have gone up. Like um, people were just talking, I was, I was, we were staying with um, um, some of um, Anne's relatives down in Devon and um, they've got a farm, operating farm, um, reasonably big. Uh, they're just talking about the power prices which have just gone up um, like fourfold. In yep. the last 12 months yep. just extraordinary so you walk from room to room and you're switching off lights you know it's yep. just um anything you can uh, do yeah, yeah anything you can do and it's yeah. it's um um you know we're now staying in somebody else's place in in somerset it's a you know a couple of acres um but they're you know one machine all the time just to make sure the, the the solar can cover it it's um it's interesting and then you've got this government i mean it's kind of like all the nutters um, from the advisors from the old coalition government, and particularly the Aberdeen and stuff like that, they've seemed to have all sort of flown over here and um, taking the Tories through this absolutely completely barking mad sort of energy policies. They're even now going to ban um, solar farms um, or s solar to be put in, on on farms. Wow. Um, so yeah, because they say they want more food grown. Um, right. And we just we just talked to the farmers down in down in Devon. They just said that's bloody ridiculous. You know, they've got a hundred kilowatt hour, hundred sorry, hundred kilowatts ground mounted. He goes, it's fantastic because the sheep love it. You know, it just sits in the paddock, which isn't that great for food. And the sheep there because they're they're actually sort of mounted reasonably high angle because um, you know northern climes and stuff like that. And it says when it rains, they go underneath the solar panels. When it's too hot, they go underneath the solar panels. You know, they keep the grass down. They just love it. It actually improves yeah. productivity. The yeah. sheep are happier. You know. Yeah. Um, yep. But you know, poor old UK is just going through um, a little bit of what. Um, we've been through for the last decade of having just these complete lunatics in charge um, advised by ideological nutcases, just to put it mildly. <laughs> yeah. Ah, well, sounds familiar. Um, <laughs> They'll but, say goodbye to me at the airport in the week. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, th I think, I mean, there are snippets of it and chatting with, uh, chatting with lots of different businesses over the last, uh, last few weeks. Uh, there are certainly, the interest level is there um uh, and and but i think the impression that i get is that things have cooled just a just a tad in the last few months there was this initial shock and initial rush of interest and um you know booking jobs and and a lot of people i'm talking to are, are booked out you know for months and months and months uh, no 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 fear there um but it, it, there has been a little bit of a cooling in interest what most people are saying, look, the combination of, you know, the floods and uh, the cost of living pressures and everything else that we've seen has maybe cooled demand a little bit. But it, um, the other part of this is that I don't think yet that the majority of Australians have actually um, really felt the pain from these power increases. I think a lot of people were reasonably protected or they switched quickly and locked in a better deal like I did. Um, and so I think there is still a lot of pain to come and, and that'll drive some more demand um, because clearly this this is not over. This is far from over. What, 
and compared to what's happening in Europe, I mean, it's really quite remarkable. I mean, you know, I mean, look, yes, in Australia, we've had 20%, 30% increases maybe in power bills for some people. Here, you're talking about three or fourfold increases. Yeah. So you're talking about businesses, you know, pubs not opening at certain times, pubs closing down, businesses closing down. In Germany, I think I just saw a headline the other day just was saying that they're actually going to pay the power bills of people for the month of December and January because they just realised that people can't wow. um, afford to pay the bills. You know, you'd switch on the wow. television. In France, you know, even in France, nuclear powered France, or particularly in France, actually, um, everyone was just talking about how many clothes they were wearing. So, you know, they've got going to studios which weren't warmed. Um, you know, how many jumpers are you wearing and stuff like that? You know, this is on like, you know, these little news panels and things like that. That's basically Gosh. all they talk about. You Gosh. listen to the radio in the UK, it's all about energy prices, energy conservation, things like that. Yep. They're all going completely balmy because the government has refused the advice from their government departments to put out advice on energy efficiency, which is just madness. They don't want to tell people what to do, but some people just need to be advised. You know, yep. this, is, this is how you can save energy. Um, that's basically all people are talking about. Yep, um, yep, yep. Um, well, it, yeah. it, it, it even landed in my own backyard in the last week, Giles, and, and I finally... You know, I've been in this rental now for six or seven years and threw my little solar system in and thought, oh, I'll wait and see if the landlord renews. I won't bother doing too much because, you know, I might be booted out and have to pull it all out, take it take it to the next rental. Um, and I've put it off and put it off and put it off. And finally, I I bit the bullet and, and um, uh, did a whole bunch of work and upgraded my solar system uh, only only a week and a half ago. Big shout out to Chris Pond uh, from Sydney Solar Electricity who who helped me out with um, uh, with some gear that he came up with off that he pulled off a job. So as usual, I scavenged a few bits and pieces, but you know was very very excited to see my uh, my little solar system sort of grow by two and a half times and 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 did a bunch of maintenance. That's the other thing is you know you tend to leave these things in a corner somewhere and um, not worry about them. And, the you know, mine's ground mounted. So, you know, the weeds were growing. I finally put the weed mats down. I trimmed the hedges and, and looked back over time and did a bunch of comparison work um, using solar analytics, of course, and the live data that I can get and watched very, very carefully um, as I lifted the performance, not only of, of the existing system, but also ramped it up with some new products, uh, some new panels, uh, that I put in and also discovered one of my panels wasn't working properly, in fact, uh, which, uh, which you know, again, while energy wasn't a huge big uh, issue in my mind, wasn't such a big deal, so I wasn't paying attention, but now I'm paying attention. Um, so I've grown my solar system. I'm going to get that faulty panel swapped out uh, and I'm doing everything I can. And, and certainly, you know, I, 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 you know, it's been a cold, hard, long winter in sydney uh, with lots and lots of rain and uh, i can't wait for these spring days to come in so that um we can get a bit of energy bill relief because the bills are going up even here and even on a good deal i can see it happening so yeah it's even hit home here there you go hey look let's just take a break and hear from one of our sponsors sunwiz are australia's leading service provider to the solar and storage industry sunwiz now offers a unique business-wide solution for solar retailers Differentiate and automate your business with a tailored implementation that builds referrals. Visit somewheres.com.au forward slash accelerate and discover how you can boost your profits while working less. And we'd, of course, like to thank all our sponsors, um, particularly Solar Analytics and uh, Sunwiz. Um, also, Clinergy, who are with us for um, so many years. Um, 
um, who are um, who, who supported us and our new sponsor, Pylon, who's um, going to be sponsoring both the Energy Insiders podcast, which is a weekly podcast, um, and also co-sponsoring the Solar Insiders podcast. So oh. um, thanks to all the people at Pylon. So, Good on um, you, Nelson. Yes, yeah, it's yes, awesome to looks, have Nelson on board. You know, we've got an integration no. with them. We do some automatic stuff now between uh, Pylon's awesome design um, software um, where you can just click a button, basically, and push the design out of Nelson's software at Pylon across to Solar Analytics and automatically create a site. Oh, that's great. Yeah, we'll we'll have their sort of whole sort of you know um, advertising sort of thing up in the next next um, podcast. Uh, we're still travelling, so we've been caught short on that. So that's just a bit of a free plug for um, for Nelson and the welcome on board. Um, and once again, a thanks to um, Sean and all the guys at Clenergy for supporting us um, all that time too. So that was Absolutely. great as well. Yeah, Absolutely. fantastic. Yeah. So guys, um, Nigel, um, we should probably start to wrap up, but there's a few little things that we need to go through beforehand. What oh, a couple of shirt? couple of nice, quick little, quick little stories to throw in there. Another shout out to Julian Saxby from Brisbane Solar Repairs today, who I saw put up a great picture of a booze bus, uh, which had a fantastic looking little off grid solar system there, clearly running the bus. Uh, his quote was, um, "Every time you get caught drink driving, know that I'm the reason you're not sitting there in the bus by candlelight." Uh, because of the awesome system that he'd installed and lovely, lovely gear and a great application that I'd heard. I never realised that, uh, you know, solar can actually help uh, keep the world safe, uh, safe from, from drink drivers. That's that's a new application I'd never heard of before. Um, the other one I wanted to throw in was was another um, another big shout out to my friend Ed, actually, um, who's a, a fellow Livewire owner. Ed uh, had featured previously because he'd ridden his Livewire from... Sydney to Cape Tribulation, um, a huge trip of 3,700 k's. Um, Ed thought, well, I can do better than that. Uh, he really wants to get the message out about EVs and about uh, electrification. He's a big solar and, and energy efficiency advocate as well. And so, um, uh, you know, Sydney to Daintree wasn't enough. He, he didn't even bring the bike back to Sydney. He trucked it across to Perth without telling everyone. Uh, and uh, a few days ago, hopped on his bike from Perth and he's riding all the way from Perth to Sydney on his electric Livewire Harley-Davidson, which will be the first time everyone, anyone's ever crossed the Australian continent on an electric motorcycle, to my knowledge, and certainly the first time anyone's ever done a trip that long in Australia on a live wire. So um, keep on trucking, Eddie's almost halfway, I believe. So um, keep on trucking, mate. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, we look, we've, uh, people love those sort of stories. We've had a few stories about some of the um, the cars going north and south and east and west and around the big lap and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's just fantastic. Just people really interested in getting out there. And look, I've got to say, look, I've had a lot of fun just coming over to Europe and just um, and renting electric vehicles. Um, you know, we made a last minute decision to go to, to, go to France um, and um, just pretty quickly found an electric vehicle. Um, we drive a little electric Peugeot 208, um, um, which was fantastic. Just one big tip, and I'll be writing about this. Just don't get a puncture in an electric car. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, lessons. You've had some lessons, oh, haven't you? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and I tried to roll down. I just, um, oh, look, it's just one of those really stupid things that happened. And then I got a puncture and went, oh, shit. Um, better try and get to town because it's getting dark and we're about three kilometres away. Nah, didn't get there. Oh. Didn't get there. And the tyre was completely shredded and um, sitting 
people weren't very impressed. Um, <laughs> There's something wrong with your hire car company, car. Can you just... Yes, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But I mean, The car's making is... a strange flapping noise. There's yeah, something exactly, wrong. Exactly. Can you come yeah. and get it, please? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. Look, was I being unreasonable, Nigel? I just wanted them to come with a new tire or a new wheel. <laughs> yeah, but no, they had, to, they had to come along and just take the whole damn thing away. I mean, oh dang, we're insured. We're oh, insured. So, um, <laughs> what a rigmarole. I mean, everyone was very nice, but they're just sort of following all these rules. And um, anyway, goodness, so, goodness. Touch wood, touch wood. I'm going to sort of um, touch the wood here, and um, <laughs> the current electric car that we're renting um, won't have the same fate. Um, anyway. <laughs> fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yes, also, yes. I also want to uh, another thing that's coming up. Actually, I'm off to Brisbane uh, on Friday. Uh, I've got a, a, a training session at Supply Partners talking about solar analytics and some of the new products. We're giving a sneak preview, actually, to those dealers who uh, who do make it along of some of the things that we're going to be announcing and launching at All Energy. So, if you get along there, you might get a, an early. Uh, an early insight into some of the new stuff that we're about to announce. Um, but one of the more exciting things that I'm also going to Brisbane for is on the Saturday night, I'm going to uh, an absolute solar legends party. Uh, Springer's uh, Solar are celebrating their 20th year and there's three or four generations of, of the Springer's family who are in that business now. It's um, um, an absolutely wonderful um, story of a, a family business that is built up to be a real yep. powerhouse and highly respected. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I've got a really nice little gift for them, which is a nice piece of memorabilia to celebrate their 20 years. And uh, from what I hear, the guest list is is quite something. There's um, It's absolutely going to be a, a party uh, of legends um, that are going to be in attendance. So... Um, I uh, I hope to reply. In fact, I think I'm going to take my microphone because there's going to be some interesting cats there. So. Interesting stuff. I remember coming across the Springers um, over in Los Angeles. Remember when? Um, no, San Francisco. Silly me, San Francisco. Remember all, almost a decade ago, Nigel. Oof, oof. I can still. I can. I can just imagine <laughs> the hangover. <laughs> Nah, but um, look, great family, great business. Um, yep. well, fantastic. Sounds like um, a great event. Well, like, Nigel, I'm going to have to start getting ready for my visit to a um, local um, English pub for lunch, I think. Playing for lunch <laughs> or something like that. Giles um. is still overseas, <laughs> listeners, in case you haven't picked up. And an English pub lunch sounds exactly what the doctor ordered to get over your COVID, mate. Good to catch up with you. Yeah, it's been great. Um, look, thanks, Nigel. Um, thanks, um, everyone out there. Um, thanks, of course, to our sponsors, um, SunWiz and Solar Analytics, um, the departing Clinergy and the incoming Pylon. And um, we'll have um, the whole sort of advertising and the sponsor kits up there in the, cup in the next episode. But um, until then, um, next episode... Well, probably in and around all energy, I think, Nigel. What do you reckon? I think you're right. I think you're yeah, right. I think so. Maybe one just a bit of a burst beforehand. But anyway, I'll be back in town next week. So looking forward to that. So um, thank you very much. And um, we'll speak soon. Bye for now. Solar Insiders was brought to you by Clenergy, the providers of high-quality mounting systems for residential, commercial and utility-scale solar projects. With in-house engineering and projects divisions, Clenergy provides a unique edge with its expert advice. Let Clenergy find the right framework for any solar application. 
Solar Insiders was also brought to you by SunWiz, Australia's leading service provider for the solar and storage industry. Offering a unique business-wide solution for solar retailers, SunWiz will help you differentiate and automate your business with a tailored implementation. Visit sunwiz.com.au forward slash accelerate and discover how you can boost your profits while working less. Solar Insiders was also brought to you by Solar Analytics. You can now offer Solar Analytics from just $40 per year by connecting it directly to Fronius and SunGrow inverters. No additional hardware is required, just extra value. Solar Analytics, it's different. Learn more at solaranalytics.com.au.